Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. As I take you up to 10 o'clock here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to here in the next three and a half hours. Just an absolutely massive day uh, here in the DMV. It's the start of Super Bowl week, but it was also the introductory press conference for new Commanders head coach Dan Quinn. We'll let you hear from the new head man of the Burgundy and Gold before we get out of here. Uh, just watching it, man, it... If, if you all got to listen to it here on 106.7 The Fan over on our sister station, the Team 980, if you didn't get to lay eyes on these three gentlemen as they spoke, I just don't, I don't think it's truly going to resonate with you it, just how massive today was in the history of the Washington Commanders. Dan Quinn officially announced as the head coach. It was honestly... To me, just an awesome thing to witness. The whole presser, fascinating. Our new big three. I think that's what I'm going to call them. Our new big three, Josh Harris, Adam Peters, and Dan Quinn. Our new big three all up there, smiling ear to ear, feeling like they have the entire world in their hands. That's the vibe. That's the aura that those three gentlemen gave out at the press conference today. Almost like a, yeah, we did it. Chest puffed out. I mean, it was it was emotional. Uh, I appreciated the candor, you know, from Dan Quinn and, you know, just how open and honest and transparent he was. Knowing that he made mistakes in his past, opening up, admitting to those mistakes, and then telling us as media members, which he didn't have to do, right? Telling us as media members just how he's improved. It honestly felt like the interview, right, was happening again. I thought the media handled it well. He spoke for 57 minutes. Now, a lot of it, granted, was, you know, the constant messaging, all three of those guys on the same page. Dan Quinn and Adam Peters in particular continuing to, you know, echo this universal message of everyone being aligned and being on the same page. I, I have to appreciate it. Um, I, I love the bromance that's kind of starting to form, right? Between Adam Peters and Dan Quinn, I'll get to that in a second, but as a 26-year-old fan of this team, as someone who has gone through the pain and suffering of the past 20-plus years, I just, every time I see Mr. Harris take the, the podium, talking about Josh Harris, Commander's you know managing partner, 
I just have a deep appreciation for Josh Harris, man. Since the day he took over, the best way I could put it is he just understands what this franchise is on the brink of. And I hope as a fan base, you all out there understand and realize what we, yeah, I'm saying we, right, are on the precipice of. We're so close, it feels like, man. Josh Harris, since the day he took over, has shown that he understands what's next and what's upcoming for this franchise. One of the most historic franchises in all of pro sports has been in a damn coma for the past 25 years. That's the best way I could put it. And now, it's a doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. We got a pulse again, right? There's life. There's renewed energy and passion around this thing. And I'm just so thankful for Josh Harris being the guy that ended up you know, being able to take this thing over because we had a lot of different candidates, you know, for this ownership. And, you know, I don't take for granted the fact that he's from this area and the fact that, you know, uh, some of the big managing partners are from this area. They get what this town is. It's a sleeping giant, man. It's a sleeping giant. And now, now that today happened and we can move past, you know, the gushy, gushy, goo goo, gaga part, like, let's get to work. That was the message that I got from Dan Quinn. That was the message that I got from Adam Peters. Adam Peters, gosh. I mean, it's just sitting there gushing the whole time at Dan Quinn and DQ, you know, gushing and blushing back. They kept looking back and forth at each other. If you got to watch it, if you didn't get to watch it, go watch it on YouTube. Go watch it on the Commander's Twitter stream. It was a fascinating thing to watch, man. It's two dudes that really understand, you know what, bro? We're about to lock in and make history. They understand because they are students of the game and they know the importance of this organization to the National Football League. I keep talking about the rich tradition and the rich history. They get it. They get it. And every time Adam Peters speaks, every time Josh Harris speaks, it, it comes off like that, man. But like I said, there's there's definitely a bromance, right, forming between Dan Quinn and Adam Peters from Adam showing up with his wife last night to meet Dan Quinn and his wife on the tarmac. All of that, all of that matters to me. That's the type of vibe I want my two ace boons to have. You know what I'm saying? Those are going to be the big power players in this organization moving forward. And the fact that this relationship is already off on the right foot, it's damn good to see. But like I keep saying, as warm and as fuzzy as it seems right now, you simply, the best way I could put it, right, is you need this type of relationship to make tough decisions surrounding this football team. Because while they have, you know, 80-plus million dollars in cap space, while they've got the number two overall pick, while they've got five picks in the top 100, there's a lot of tough evaluations and tough decisions that are going to have to be made, right? They're going to have to look each other in the mirror and say, you know what, what's best for us moving forward? And that's the message I kept getting from this press conference today with Dan Quinn officially being introduced as a head coach in Washington. There is a... There is a, a, a universal mission. There is a universal belief in what they want the standard to be. And we'll play some audio bites of Dan Quinn and Adam Peters speaking to the local media today. But just, just to sum it up for you here briefly, like they, they're on the same page. The word that they kept using was explosive and physical. Explosive, physical, competitive. And then the line that DQ dropped, and you can tell that, right? He was nervous as hell up there. I think you got to appreciate that 
as a fan, if you're watching, if you're listening to it, he was getting choked up. He was getting choked up, sitting up there, talking to the media, trying to get off his chest what he's getting ready to do, what he's getting ready to embark on. And that's the type of feeling where you're getting chills. You're looking at these people that are going to be some of your biggest allies and some of your biggest enemies, right? That's just the way the media is. That's the way this thing goes. Honest, fair group, though. But for DQ, man, I think just his raw emotion and understanding, like I, like I just said, that the mission he's about to embark on, that matters to me. That matters to me. He was, and they all had, you know, prepared little notes and blurbs that they were going to read, but this was coming off the cuff. This was hard on your sleeve. Let me tell it to you how a T.I. is. Let me introduce myself to you. One thing he talked about was building a trust. That matters. That matters from the, 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 the coaching staff to the players in the locker room to, to, to the, the secretaries in the front of the building. Everyone's got to be on the same page. Everyone's got to be on the same page. And it seems like, right now at least, they're all on that same page. That's what matters. That's what matters. I keep saying it, and I'll say it all offseason long. No matter how this thing ultimately shapes out, and we have no damn clue, no clue at all. Two to three years from now, two to three years from now, this could be a Super Bowl combination talking about Dan Quinn and Adam Peters. Or, right, we've seen this too many times here in D.C., they could all get fired, and this could all be for nothing. But the difference to me with this regime and this ownership group, no matter what the result is two to three years down the line, the fact that you're going through the correct process, finally, right? Finally, you're going down the right road. The fact that you're finally doing things the right way and taking those proper steps to be a perennial contender, the fact that you're doing that, that's what matters, right? That's the most important thing above all, which is why I've been screaming from the damn mountaintops, right? Yes, I'm happy, you know, that Dan Quinn was hired. I'm happy, you know, that Cliff Kingsbury is on as the OC and Joe Witt's on as the DC. All that, all that gets me percolating, you know? But at the end of the day, I'll keep saying it. The most important hire of the offseason was already made. That six-foot-two handsome devil that knows how to strike on late-round picks. <laughs> not you, Metal Chris. Adam Peters. I mean, and I'm not even trying to be funny when I say this. Just look at the damn man. He looks like someone. He's a stone-cold killer. That's the best way I could put it. It's the best way I could put it. For that 49ers team to be as physical and nasty and tough as they were, and for him to be such a buttoned-up, you know, jet blue, hair slicked back. I mean, he's just, he's a different type of cat. And I'm loving everything that I'm hearing from them. It makes me buy in to what they're selling. Because as long as that relationship is strong, as long as that relationship is strong between Dan Quinn and Adam Peters, this thing, this thing is going to get turned around, and it can get turned around quickly. It can get turned around quickly. How quickly this thing turns around, we all know it. We've seen other examples of it across the National Football League. It is all going to depend, right, on what happens at quarterback. It's the most important position in all the professional sports. And I see people out there will have this discussion as the offseason rolls on. What do you do with the number two overall pick? Do you trade back and try to acquire more assets 
or do you relish the opportunity to pick number two overall and get that potential franchise-altering talent under center? Let me tell you to you like this, right? For all of the, oh, you got to have a good offensive line, and oh, if you don't have a left tackle, it won't work. Look at C.J. Stroud this past year with the Houston Texans. I beg you to look at C.J. Stroud. That offensive line was depleted within the first month and a half of the season, yet C.J. Stroud elevated the guys around him. That's why it's so important to get that proper guy under center. And we talked about it yesterday on Overtime. If you were tapped in, you got to be, what I say, Chris, Beyonce crazy in love to pull the trigger, you know what I'm saying, on one of these cats. Whether it's Drake May, whether it's Jaden Daniels, whether it's a trade for Caleb Williams, whether it's a later round guy, if that's the route that they decide to go, or, or a later first round pick, if that's the route they decide to go. Either way, there has to be a universal conviction up and down the halls in Ashburn on whoever that quarterback is. If not, don't take them. Don't take them. Don't take them. That, that's, that's my whole vantage point. Like I said, we got the right people in place, but now it's time to get down to the hard work. Now it's time to start evaluating the talent and – They've already begun to evaluate the coaching staff, right? We found out today Eric Bieniemy not going to be back as the offensive coordinator, and it feels like it's a tough situation. I feel like I'm one of the people in the minority here that feels like I'm going out of my way to defend Eric Bieniemy, but I just can't, I can't let people speak in hyperbole about what happened this year. We talked about it yesterday on OT. Someone had a hell of a tweet describing, you know, talented people coming to Washington. Like a like a reverse car wash. You come in clean and leave dirty. That's what it seems like has happened with Eric Bieniemy. But respect Dan Quinn, respect the front office for even having a conversation with them. They're deciding that they're gonna go their separate ways. And like I said, the work is now set to be done. We know Cliff Kingsbury is the offensive coordinator. We know Joe Witt is the defensive coordinator. How do they fill out the rest of this staff? That's what's next. That's what's most important. Because you can't really start to make these big decisions until you have everyone under contract in-house. Now, obviously, Adam Peters is going to be grinding tape. That's his job. Obviously, the scouts are going to be grinding tape. That's what they do. But as we get geared up here in the offseason, get some full swing, free agency about a month and two weeks away, got to start evaluating the talent that you have in-house because that matters. That matters. We'll talk about one of my biggest takeaways from the press conference today. Is this a recalibration or or a rebuild? Are they retooling or are they rebuilding? Does it need to be stripped down to the studs? That's the conversations that are going to have to be had between Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, the scouts. That's why that relationship has got to be super-duper strong. Super-duper strong. And Cliff Kingsbury is a big part of this conversation as well. Don't let the offensive coordinator hire get swept under the rug. His role is massive. Massive. Significant impact on what this thing's going to be moving forward. Because he, let's put it bluntly, right, is in control of the most important entity on this football team going into the next year. And that's going to be who is under center. Who is going to be the guy to try to stake his claim as the franchise quarterback here in Washington. 
Cliff Kingsbury's got to be a major part of that evaluation. Because as you all brilliantly told me last night on Twitter, and by the way, do you guys think I'm stupid? Anybody out there that's on X right now that follows me, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I put out a tweet last night, and we're going to ask Grant Paulson about this tweet. He's getting ready to join us coming up here shortly. I put out a tweet saying, you know, now that Cliff Kingsbury is the offensive coordinator, I think the way I put it is you could pretty much rule out Drake May to D.C. And then I had hundreds of you, it felt like. It felt like I was being attacked by a pack of damn wolves. Hundreds of you in my mentions. You idiot. Didn't you, don't you know that Drake May played in an air raid offense? Duh. Why, why do you guys challenge my football intelligence like that? Like I don't know what offense Drake May played in. The whole reason I put out the tweet is about preference. It's about preference. Yeah, Drake May played in the offense. But Jaden Daniels just won the Heisman in the most difficult conference in college football and has the necessary tools to thrive in Cliff's offense. That matters, right? There's a preference with all of this. That's what I was saying. So we'll see, obviously, as the next couple of months roll past, we'll, you know, sift through the tape and, you know, poke holes at each of these prospects. But I keep going back to my biggest takeaway, really, one of my biggest takeaways from Dan Quinn's opening press conference. The way that him and uh, Adam Peters were looking at each other, people are going to laugh and say I'm being facetious, you you understand what I'm saying, right? There is a there is a universal understanding as to what the Washington Commanders are going to be, as what Washington football is going to be, as Josh Harris kept saying. Thought that was funny as well. Fast, excuse me, explosive, physical, and competitive. They got a type that they're looking for now here in D.C. That is what we've lacked. So, so long. For so, so long. That's what we've lacked. Is a type. One thing we talked about before, right? These gold helmet players that Adam Peters referred to as 49ers guys as. Those guys that embody what it means to be a 49er. I can't wait till we find our burgundy helmet players. The guys who embody what it means to be a member of the Washington Commanders. That's what's next, going out and identifying, first and foremost, who on this roster is a cornerstone piece moving forward, and then going out in free agency in the draft and figuring out how you're going to allocate these resources. How you're going to allocate these resources. Who will you draft? Who will you sign in free agency? What's the position depth look like in free agency at positions of need? In the draft? at positions of need. I'll say this, right? Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network, draft guru, co-host to Move the Sticks, right? For him to come out and say what he said earlier, and I'll read the tweet, says if you need to remake your offensive line, this draft is going to provide that opportunity. Talent and depth is there to make a major impact next year. If you're a Washington Commanders fan, knowing the state of this offensive line, that has to make you feel very, very, very good. Plenty of show left to go. Grant Paulson set to join us coming up at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about Dan Quinn's opening presser. I'll give you... 
Some of my biggest takeaways from the opening presser. You all know how I get down. It's the People Show. Tap it with me all show long. One of two ways. MGM National Harbor Lister Lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll take a look at the biggest takeaways, my biggest takeaways, from Dan Quint's opening press conference. The new head coach in Washington spoke earlier today. My biggest takeaways next during the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Just getting rolling here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham taking you up to 10 o'clock. Big day here in our nation's capital. Dan Quinn introduced as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. We'll continue to discuss that all show long. Special guest joining the program tonight. Not often I get to do radio with my pal GP. He's out in Vegas at the Super Bowl. Kind enough to give us some of his time. We'll talk a bunch of ball here tonight. GP, first of all, tell the people your setup out there because it's pretty darn sweet. Yeah, it's really cool right now, Linnell. I'm actually on the 15th floor inside Circa where they've got the best sports book in Vegas. But I'm actually out at Stadium Swim overlooking the environment kind of outdoors here. Uh, it's raining today, so they got me tucked just inside the glass. Aha. But Stadium Swim, uh, for people who have not been out to Vegas, I came out for the commander's... Uh, Raiders game in December, year before this past season, and uh, we spent an afternoon here on a Saturday. Watch the SEC championship game; it's amazing. Uh, check out the pictures; it's the, the largest outdoor screen I think in the country. But there's pools, and when it's warm and nice out, everyone's just kind of lounging and drinking cocktails and uh, and having fun around the pool, watching sports on a warm day in Vegas. So rainy today, I'm indoors, but I am here at the sports book and uh, thrilled to. to Hang out with you as we break down Super Bowl 58 and everything going on with the Commanders. Look, even though it's raining out there, it still sounds like a vibe, GP. Out there, I heard you do the show earlier, and a bunch of different people stopping by. I heard the lineup for tomorrow. Is it kind of weird? Are is the, are the Commanders the buzz of Vegas right now based on the hire that they made with DQ and then you know the Ben Johnson situation and Cliff Kingsbury being announced as the O.C.? So that's an interesting point. I haven't really thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about the commanders for sure. I think that's just the timing of it, right? Yeah. Uh, the Quinn presser today, the fact that 
it was so surprising to everybody. I mean, the national media all thought this was going to go a different way, and then it didn't. And when Quinn was hired, I think, while it wasn't, like, stunning, his name had been linked to them right. for a little while, the reaction was pretty obvious. Uh, and, and the Kingsbury news is fresh. That was last night. And similarly, just like the landing on Quinn ended up being a circuitous route and a surprise, mm-hmm. you got to say the same about Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury had, a, like, a 34-hour run as the offensive coordinator with the Raiders. Uh, it never really yeah. came to fruition. They didn't get a deal signed. But because of those two things, how odd and, and just peculiar the processes were, yeah. I think that's part of the conversation. It's not like everybody's heaping praise or saying it's great. I mean, we'll see. And now's the fun part. Now they get to work, and Dan Quinn's got a chance to prove that he was the right guy, and Cliff Kingsbury's got a chance to show some of his detractors that – uh, he's a star, and he's a future head coach again as a play caller. But, yeah, everyone's talking about it. Whatever their take yeah. is, the <laughs> commanders are definitely an it team to start the week out here. Yeah, I was saying it at the top of the show, GP, just watching the presser. Anyone, I, I'll say it again, anyone who had the option of watching it and they chose to listen to it on the fan and on 980, we appreciate you, but you got to go back and watch. There's a bromance, GP, starting to form between Dan Quinn and Adam Peters and just watching those two and Josh Harris up there speaking to the media, smiling ear to ear, sort of with their chest puffed out, it felt like, GP. Like, they understand the journey that they're about to embark on. You've obviously covered this team for a long time. Having, finally, the GM, the owner, and the head coach all on the same page in unison, how big is that for this franchise? And I feel like you can't really overstate it. Well, it's significant. And I'd I'd love to tell you, Linnell, that this is always – been the case on the first day of the introductory presser but it hasn't they haven't really had an actual gm at any point so this is pretty groundbreaking unprecedented certainly in in your and in my lives uh it's been 30 ish years since they did it the right way so yeah today was massive man there's no doubt about it um one of the things i like most about the presser specifically what quinn had to say and i guess this higher in general Mm -hmm. is that i do think the pairing of Peters and Quinn is going to be one of two guys that are working side by side, which is what I wanted. You know, I wanted what the Rams have with Les Snead and Sean McVay and what the Lions have with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. You know, not a GM dictating to a coach, not a coach taking oxygen out of the room, elbowing for more power, Mike (laughs) Vrabel over Rand Carthen, but dictated roles that are pretty clear. Adam Peters is going to pick the players. And Dan Quinn couldn't have made that more obvious today, right? Yeah, that, I mean, he, he it doesn't sound like he wants anything to do with that. He <laughs> wants to coach ball. So right. Now, as much GP, as you know, we'll, yeah, go ahead. He'll, he'll be influential on what type of players that Adam Peters ends up taking. And I think that's what is probably going to be the big difference here for DQ. But kind of as you alluded to, right, Grant? There was a sense in the level of humility that I got from Dan Quinn today, being as open, honest, and transparent about his shortcomings. And then – You know, it's one thing for a guy to get up there and give you all the cliches about how he failed before. Hearing him talk about the corrections that he made and the self-evaluation and the 360, as he kept referring to as the Atlanta Falcons head coach, I'm just super impressed by it, and I'll continue to say it no matter how it ends up going, Grant. The fact that they went the right route and took the right steps and went through the correct process, it makes you feel good about it. Yeah, I think, look, Everyone wants to talk about the process, and I totally get that, right? Right. It matters. It was the first big search that they had. But right now, this moment, the question is, do they have a chance to win? 
and they have their best chance in a long, long time. Yeah. It's not an endorsement necessarily of Quinn, who I think can coach. It's an endorsement of Peters, who I think is exceptional. It's an endorsement of an ownership group that's not Dan Snyder. And it is an acknowledgement that they're picking number two overall, and they're going to go QB. And if they hit on the QB, then very little else matters. Then whether it's Dan Quinn or Dan Campbell or, or you know Danny Ruye coaching the team, <laughs> you're going to have a shot to win football games with that quarterback. But you saw the video that I did. You are talking about this bromance. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that Peters and his wife showed up at the tarmac right. out there on the runway to <laughs> greet Quinn and his wife. Like, that's big league stuff. That's classy. That's the kind of rapport that I'm looking for. Today's easy, man. I'll be honest. Like, right. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a press conference, <laughs> introductory Me style. Too. I get it. It's easy. But I do believe that what Peters probably wanted was a guy that wasn't going to uh, fight him tooth and nail. On everything, I think right. what a what Quinn wanted was an executive that knew what he was doing picking players, and I think they've got the marriage that they were looking for. Uh, we'll see if they were right. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing is, like, like we keep saying, down the line we can judge the results, but the fact that they went through the process properly is what makes the most sense to me. Grant, obviously plenty of takeaways from the presser. One thing that really stood out to me, man, Dan Quinn – one of the big question marks, right, being a defensive-minded coach and having the success that he had in Dallas, having that group lead the National Football League and takeaways over the past three seasons. One of my big question marks is would he come in here and call plays defensively? He was pretty adamant about not wanting to do that and putting trust in his staff and empowering his staff. And this is where I appreciate the candor, GP. One of the big differences from when he was a head coach in Atlanta, he talked about how he kind of felt like he was doing too much and kind of not being a delegator, wanting to come here and have more of the CEO approach. What is your take on that? And then do you buy what he's saying? Because obviously it's easy to say you're not going to meddle until things go wrong and it makes you want to meddle, right? Well, a couple of things. Number one, I don't think they had a choice if they wanted Joe <laughs> right. Witt Jr. I think he had to call plays because I think the Cowboys would have named him their defensive coordinator. Yeah. And post Dan Quinn, that means he's the defensive play caller. So if you're bringing him with you to D.C., as D.Q. wanted to do, and make no mistake about it, this was one of his top priorities. The moment he was hired, I'd heard he had started working on getting a wit. This is the third straight stop where he's brought him. Atlanta, Dallas, Washington. And this guy's a good football coach. But you can't bring him, I don't think, to Washington, even with the D.C. title, if he's going to forego an opportunity in Dallas, a long time, a dream of his, where he's calling plays. So I'm not sure that they really had the choice, um, number one. Number two, my guess is that what Dan Quinn said is legitimate. He wants to be able to control the game, control the operation. I want to say when I looked it up, he had gone like three seasons or something, winning like one challenge. You know, There's just things about being a head coach that you want to really dive into, right? So whether that's clock management – uh, having some say, not necessarily calling plays on offense, but in a feel for the game with Cliff Kingsbury. If you're calling the defensive plays, this is a guy that likes to be in the booth, right, likes to right. be on the headset, likes to be on the phone with, with the defensive players. It's just a different level of engagement. So if you have someone that you can trust, that's the big word I would say is, do you trust someone to execute your plan that knows exactly the way you want things done that you can delegate to? And he does. Yeah. And I love this Joe Witt hire, by the way, yeah. for two reasons, Linnell. Number one, the Cowboys don't get him. 
So they're now not only down DQ, sure. but they're down their number two option as a defensive coordinator. And this is a guy, back-to-back years, top ten secondaries as a pass game coordinator defensively. DBs have led the NFL in interceptions two of the last three years as he's been devising the plan. You know, they, they garnered an all-pro uh, with digs and three Pro Bowl nods as well, if you count to Ron Bland. Uh, and as I mentioned, there's just nobody who knows what Quinn wants better yeah, after him, three right. cities with him. So I think it's smart to give him the reins. And if you're Dan Quinn, there's a lot that goes into coaching, man. Yeah, you got to sure. get that right. you got to prove that you could do that. If it goes sideways defensively, jump back in. But you don't need to start calling plays. I kind of like that. Yeah, here is Dan Quinn earlier today at the introductory press conference talking about the importance of collaborating with the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. I think the big thing to, to get across, like the essence of a head coach is to put it all together. It's not to be an offensive coach or a defensive coach or a special teams coach. Like it's everything. And that's what the essence is of the job. It's the chemistry. It's the messaging. It's the play style. It's the attitude. It's the swagger. Like that's my number one job to make sure all of this comes together. Um, obviously, I cut my teeth on the defensive side. So. Um, that part's important, but Joe will call the plays on defense and Cliff will call the plays on offense, and I'll certainly be there. The game management portion is so critical, so I wanted to make sure the best version of me, like I said, is coaching the entire team and making sure our play style is so right that it's a nightmare for teams to play against between the personnel you know, that Adam puts together, the scheme from the coaching side, and then quite honestly for me, the play style to say, Playing against us is really hard, and the attitude, the speed, the effort, the ball hawking, the tackling, the finishing of blocks, the explosive plays, that's how you know we create a nightmare to go against, and we're going to work our ass off to do that. But as far as play calling, um, I'll be involved with it, but those guys will call the game. But the essence of this job as a head coach isn't just to be on one side. It's to tie everything together, and that's when I'm at my best, and so that's what I'll do. Dan Quinn kind of laying out the plan for what the next couple of months is going to look like and what the regular season will look like. Uh, Defensive coordinator Joe Witt coming over from Dallas will be the one calling plays. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how those two minds are able to collaborate with each other uh, through the offseason, through the draft, and then eventually come uh, the fall. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue to dive into Dan Quinn's introductory press conference. Here's the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Something else that stood out to me, He talked about what stood out with Washington's current personnel under contract. We'll let you hear from DQ on the current members of the Washington Commanders next here on Overtime. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. It's Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, alongside my pal Grant Paulson, 
who's out live in Vegas from the Super Bowl. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock tonight. GP going to leave us at 9 o'clock. I'm heartbroken by that, by the way, my friend. But got a lot to get to. Dan Quinn's introductory press conference as the head coach of the Washington Commanders was earlier today. We'll continue to sift through the best of that. One of my big takeaways, though, right, is there was a lot of talk amongst national media folks about whether or not Dan Quinn or Washington really wanted each other or, you know, whether or not Washington or Dan Quinn was Washington's number one target. And the rumors are the rumors. Ultimately, though, the two are married. Dan Quinn is the next head coach of this football team. One of the things he talked about was, and we'll get you the cut in a second, he spoke about, you know, what drew him to this team and what stood out from a personnel standpoint. And the one thing that we automatically talked about when Dan Quinn took this job is the job that he did with the lower round picks in Dallas, talking about guys like Deron Bland, Damone Clark, and Marquise Bell. There are a couple of guys on Washington's defense that I feel like really can stand to benefit from DQ's coaching. The one thing that we know about him, he's going to get the most out of the players. One guy that stands out in particular for me, GP, is Jamin Davis. First guy that comes to mind is Jamin Davis. Not only is the priority going to be on inside linebacking again, which I think is significant, but we have seen Micah Parsons, who was a, people forget, like a legitimate linebacker. That was not an edge. That was not a a pass-rushing specialist. That was not the thought coming out, certainly not a consensus opinion of him. I think Jamin Davis has shown he can rush the quarterback. He's been at his best coming downhill. He's got speed. I think Dan Quinn can absolutely do what he did in Dallas, do what he's done everywhere, Seattle and Atlanta as well, and find some strengths for Davis, accentuate those, and get the best out of the player. I think he's going to do that. I'm actually most excited about the secondary. Yeah. Because I was high on a lot of members of the secondary, Linnell. I know you were too going into last year. Right. And then it was ultra disappointing. You know, we'll see what happens with Cam Curl. Do you tag him? Do you resign him? Does he hit the market? Does he walk? But at the safety position with Curl, Derek Forrest coming back from injury, Percy Butler, a former fourth-round pick. At corner, they drafted Emmanuel Forbes. They've got to get more out of him. Quan Martin came on at the end of the year. I still believe in Benjamin St. Just. People get frustrated with him, but he's handsy and physical because he's around receivers all the time. Uh, Christian Holmes has flashed at times at a big preseason. So they've got youth. They've got upside and talent in that secondary. And between Quinn and Witt, who specialized in maximizing young talent, I think they have a chance to get a lot more out of that group than the last uh, staff did. I think it's going to breed healthy competition because the one thing I think about, right, is they've invested pretty heavily already in this secondary, right? Their two richest picks from a season ago were spent on the secondary with Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. The big thing that I keep harping on, GP, is they've got to eventually go back and look at the tape from last year and determine why things didn't work. I know Brent Wieselmeyer was a guy that was under a lot of scrutiny because of his background and you know, the sudden drop-off with that secondary, as you mentioned, we were really high on this group going into the year, but obviously, you know, they were horrible uh, in terms of giving up explosive plays. Trying to strike that balance between which positions do we retool at and, and then which positions are we comfortable saying, you know what, based on the tape we watched last year, these guys are good. It's up to me to get the most out of them. That, for me, GP, is probably the biggest challenge that DQ and company are going to have to face. Totally, and I like that he started when he was asked about the roster. What does he like? What did he find appealing? Where did he begin? Yeah, D tackles, right? Yep. Build it He's like the it's about building up the middle. Well, 
the days of not caring about the linebacking position are over, <laughs> sure. which is music to my ears, number one. And number two, it's about those D tackles on defense. Now, a lot of questions about John Allen, who was just at our big 106.7, the Fan Team 980 event. Uh, plenty of questions similarly about Deron Payne. Are both of them back? Do you, you know, you've paid both of those guys. Does Allen want a new contract? Pretty clear where Quinn stands. Right. He thinks that those two are the building blocks and maybe the spark plug to a defensive turnaround. So I think that is notable. The only other thing I'll say, too, and mm-hmm. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, it's pretty obvious to me that whatever they were doing in Dallas, and I haven't studied the scheme enough or really watched mm-hmm. like all 22 or anything, but they get a lot of interceptions, man. Yeah. And it's easy to tell me, well, Trayvon Diggs is really good, and that's why. I mean, Deron Bland was a fifth-round pick. Like <laughs> something they do conceptually has put their guys in a position to get their hands on the ball. Two of the last three years, the interception leader that ran away with it. We're talking almost 10 interceptions for these two guys. The last two years, Bland has 14 combined more than anyone else in the NFL. So what were they doing and how did they implement that here? I am interested in that. I think it all starts up front with the pass rush. I think Dallas defensively did a good job of marrying the coverage with with the pass rush up front. And obviously, it's a hell of a lot easier to play in the secondary when you got Micah Parsons chasing after the quarterback. I think we need an alien on this defense, right? There's not enough. And the word dog, GP, is thrown around so much. But they need impact players. And I think the hope is that Dan Quinn can turn some of our guys that we view as just Jags right now into impact players. Because I think that's how you're able to create turnovers and things of that nature. But it's also a buy-in in a culture as to how they want to play defense, right? The one thing that we've missed for years around here, it feels like, GP, is having a type. And I think when they go out and select players – talking about that Dallas regime, and hopefully Washington's able to do it here. They select those guys, you know, keeping in mind what they want to accomplish on defense. And takeaways, obviously a big part of that. Definitely. I mean, look, though, we could talk defense all night, mm-hmm. and we could talk about how much he's going to help the unit. And by the way, he said right away when, when asked whether it was about the roster or what he liked, or every time he had a chance to talk about the team, he started with defense. And at one point he even said, and you have to forgive me, unfortunately, I think about defense first or whatever. <laughs> but he didn't say unfortunately on accident. He knows yeah. what I know and what you know and what everybody listening knows. This league's about offense. Yes. And the unfortunate part when he says unfortunately is it's not as cool to be a defensive coordinator <laughs> right now as right. an offensive coordinator. It's harder to have success. We've talked a lot about that. So will the defense be better unequivocally? Will he help some of these young guys we're talking about thrive? For sure. That doesn't get you across the finish line where you need to be, though. That's not going to get this team to not only double-digit wins, but sustained success in the postseason. The offense is really the key in the story there. And the number two pick at quarterback, that's where Kingsbury comes in. Quinn's going to have to be a factor in helping develop that QB as well. But it's where Peters just has to hit a home run with his first big decision. Yeah, we talk about it all the time, right? Teams in the National Football League are able to go from worst to first pretty regularly a lot of that has to do with hitting on a quarterback speaking of the quarterback position the new GM in Washington Adam Peters he gave a little bit of insight into Washington's playing at quarterback in the introductory presser today for Dan Quinn we'll let you hear from Adam Peters next here on the fan still rocking and rolling here on this Monday night edition of overtime it's the youngest in charge movement Linnell Willingham along with Grant Paulson who's out at stadium swim at Circa in Las Vegas for Super Bowl week uh, this is overtime here on 1067. The fan Grant gonna stay with us till about nine o'clock tonight. But obviously the big topic at hand here is Dan Quinn's introductory press conference today, officially introduced and announced as the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. 
Obviously, big-time decisions that still have to be made. One of the big decisions that's already been made is hiring Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator, and that relationship between those two guys are going to be super, uh, super, super instrumental to the success of Washington moving forward. Grant, obviously quarterback, though, is a big topic of discussion. During the press conference, we didn't really get a real answer from Dan Quinn on what he thinks about the quarterback position, but our pal Scott Abraham over at Channel 7 got Dan Quinn to bite the cheese. You've been around football your entire life. You know the quarterback position is one of the most important positions on the field. What do you look at when you see the quarterback position here currently in Washington, and maybe how do you plan to attack that via free agency or the draft? Yeah, and certainly talent is here also at quarterback. You know, going against, you know, Sam through this year and and honestly from a little bit from last year as well, you knew how, you know, talented this player was and the strength and the arm talent and the ability to create. And that's what quarterback play is, you know, off schedule plays and get outside the pocket. Not everything is always clean and where you can go. So um, we're just getting started on the evaluation phase. And so when you're putting a whole program together, there's free agency, there's the draft, and you'll look at all the things, you know, to try to make the team better. But um, I'm certainly impressed by the competitor that Sam is. That jumped out to me, uh, you know, how tough and competitive he is. So you're saying there's a chance, Grant Paulson. <laughs> what is that? How does that make you feel with Dan Quinn? The respectful thing to do, obviously, is to mention Sam Howell because he's under contract, but how much stock do you put into what Dan Quinn said? Do you think they'll have an open and honest evaluation here, or do you think it's a, a foregone conclusion that they take a QB at two? I think all, all everything you just said is true. I mean, they're taking a quarterback at two. They're going to evaluate Sam Howell, and I think he meant a lot of what he said. But, look, a lot of today, let's be frank, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is an important day. We should all get excited about some of the quotes. and It's a feel-good, high-energy 72 and sunny kind of day. Right. Nobody's punched you in the mouth yet. <laughs> Having said that, there are a lot of answers where you go, well, what else is he going to say? Right. So when it comes to Sam Howell, he does do a lot of things well. I mean, the kid deserves credit, man. He was a fifth-round pick in a, a situation that wasn't great. Brand-new offense last year. Very little running game to lean on. Offensive pass protection, line and otherwise, was average to a tick below average. Receiving core was not as productive as it should have been because they weren't getting open in the scheme. That was not a ideal situation for Sam Howell. For sure. and he did everything the right way off the field, said everything correctly circuit to circuit last year. So they should do nothing but heap praise on him, and I'm sure they feel really good about him as a backup or a potential bridge starter. How could you not? But you pick second. It's yeah. a brand-new GM and a brand-new head coach. That's it. That's the whole deal. That's the whole story. You don't have a new GM and a new head coach and the number two overall pick coming off a year where your guy led the league in interceptions and sacks and not take a quarterback. There's just no way. The question is, do they move down and grab someone later than two? I don't think so. Yeah. Do they move up, possibly, and take the quarterback they like the most in the class number one? I suppose that's more realistic than moving back. I wouldn't do it. Or do you sit at two and take a QB? I think that's most realistic. I think this goes without saying, Grant, you got to be, as I like to put it, Beyonce crazy in love, right, with one of these quarterback prospects to take them at number two overall because you know how you can, how far you can set your franchise back when you swing and miss on, on a signal caller in the top five. I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I kind of am just looking at this thing from a you know a wide view 
we don't really know what the evaluation is going to say of Sam Howell. We don't know what Adam Peters and company are going to think about what this year was for him and how much they're going to take into account the, the circumstances that he, was, that he was put in. All of that matters. All that is relevant. I do agree with you, right? You cannot pass on the opportunity to take a franchise-altering talent at two, at two overall. But I think... You know, it's easy for us to put the, the, the chicken before the, the chicken before the egg, so to speak. With Cliff Kingsbury coming in here, having the relationship that he has with Phil Longo, someone that can give him the best evaluation of Sam Howe possible, you don't give it any sort of chance, GP, that they feel like, you know what? The best way to build this football team is through the middle and through the offensive line. Why not trade back from two? acquire as many picks as possible because I think people are fooling themselves, Grant, if they think Washington should be able to turn this thing around in one offseason. Why not get that foundational offensive line in place and then go out and see what you have at the quarterback position? Because I, I think all of us here locally, yourself included probably, would love to see Sam Howell behind a good offensive line in ideal situations with a, a play caller that's going to play to his strengths. Yeah, I, I think that would be great to see. It's just very rare that you're going to get there, right? Every quarterback should be so lucky as to, or better way to put it, every quarterback should be given the opportunity you know, to play behind a really good line with great weapons around them in a situation with a play caller they're on the same page with. It's just not how it works, though. Right. You know, this is not the first time this has happened where it may not be the most fair thing to Sam Howell. But there's also some limitations here. You know, if you compare Sam Howell, who is a massive upgrade from an attributes and physical standpoint, in my opinion, from Taylor Heineke, right? The numbers and the offense maybe didn't bear that out. But I do believe that he's a significantly better prospect and more worthwhile QB. And I think most GMs and evaluators around the league would say that. It's the same when you compare him to these prospects that we're talking about. Right. Whether that's Caleb Williams, who's going 1-1, or Drake May, who's – you saw a picture of those two at the North Carolina. Did you see that <laughs> it picture? Was, it was the craziest comparison. It, it looked like an NFL quarterback and his, his frat buddy next to him, <laughs> you know, who was about to go get some chicken tenders. Yeah, like, it was crazy. Drake May's a 6-foot-4-inch, strong-armed, Herbert-like prospect. The cyborg. It, if that's not your flavor, Jaden <laughs> Daniels, electric. Lamar Jackson skill set, if it all works out. I actually think it's more like Robert Griffiny to me yeah. in terms of like straight the line way speed. he yeah. – Yeah, exact straight line speed, the way he runs. Almost like Fields is a better yeah. comp because I think Griffin elicits weird emotions in town. But everyone that comps him to Lamar, the point is just he could be the next great dual-threat QB in the league. But with all due respect to Sam Howell, yeah. you know, we're talking about a different level of possibility here. He went – outside of the top 100 for reasons, mm -hmm. among them taking sacks, size, whatever. These guys are going in the top three for reasons. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can underscore that enough. I would also just point out that they need a quarterback at some point. For like sure. The, the notion that like, your, your idea is, well, if they trade back and build up, your point isn't Sam Howell's going to be – a top 10 quarterback for a bunch of years. You're just no. saying you can wait and kind of Sam will be okay for now and you build everything else up. Well, if you have to do it at some point, here's your chance. You're picking second. If Peters is right. good and Quinn is who they think he is, you're not picking second anymore. It's like saying we've got to eat at some point today. 
We have to. But we got 15 other things to do. Uh, oh, by the way, our tire just burst, and we happen to be in McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> you might as well get it done while you're right here. They you. have the number two overall pick. Why wouldn't you get your quarterback now and, and try to take one of these three special prospects? Well, you know how egos work, GP, especially Cliff Kingsbury coming in here trying to maybe eventually get another head coaching job in the National Football League. How good would he look, and how well would he be talked about in NFL circles if he was able to get fifth-round Sam Howell into looking like a competent NFL starting quarterback? I understand what you're saying, the upside with the guys at number two, but ultimately, Grant, we know this evaluation with Adam Peters and company is going to be significant, and ultimately, the quarterback that they do end up taking, uh, you got to be, like I said, Beyonce crazy in love with them uh, in order to take a quarterback at number two overall. Plenty to get to here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Dan Quinn talked about whether or not this situation in Washington would be a quick turnaround. We've seen teams in the National Football League go from worst to first pretty much every year in the NFL. What is this here in Washington? A recalibration or a rebuild? We'll toss that back and forth next here on the fan. Massive day here in our nation's capital is Dan Quinn was introduced as the next head coach of your Washington Commanders. He spoke to the D.C. media earlier this afternoon. We'll break down every angle of what he had to say here tonight on Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, alongside a pal, GP, who's out at Stadium Swim at Circa, uh, out in Vegas at the Super Bowl. GP, you're obviously vibing out there. Were you able to find the bathroom during the last commercial break? I was worried about you for a second. I, was, I have not. It's so <laughs> weird because I'm on the – they call this the 15th floor, oh. but it's really the 7th floor. And then I, so I went over, the guy that set me up here, who's done a great job hooking us up, he gave me like a card, and he's like, you'll need this in the elevator. So I go over and scan the card, but none of the, he says you got to go to the third floor. None of the floors listed are three. So then I said, how do I do this? And he texted me back like 11 item distru- instructions on how to get down to the, and I was like, you know what, hopefully I can get to the end of the show. If not, he's going to have to, like, babysit me and take me down there. Very confusing. I don't know how anyone knows how to do anything with elevators here. These casinos are all mazes. They're so confusing, dude. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, GP, including if you have a little accident, my friend. We won't tell anybody. Well, I tell you what. You'll know, but you better not. We won't tell anyone on the air. We won't tell the masses. Uh, Dan Quinn, as I mentioned, man, introduced as an ex-head coach here in Washington. A A lot to sort out between now and and the start of free agency next month, and then the start of the NFL draft coming up in April. Uh, the one thing we know, though, Grant, this is the National Football League. There's not a lot of patience uh, when, when it comes to NFL owners, and we're going to see just how patient uh, new commander's owner Josh Harris is. One thing that stood out to me this afternoon from Dan Quinn's introductory press conference, he was asked how quickly he thought he'd be able to turn this Washington commander's football team around. Take a listen. Your words, not mine. All right. So I'm, I'm really honestly glad that you, that you brought it up. And I know it's a big topic. And I would say this is a recalibrate, you know, finding our north again. And that starts, you know, with our identity of our club. So, no, I, you will not hear me say the word rebuild at all. Um, this is about assessing what we have, how do we add to that, and then how quickly we can accelerate this process together. Now, how do you do that? Connection staff, off-season, into training camp, 
and then ultimately putting all these guys to find the best group to help us go play as well as we can, as fast as we can. So uh, there is no timeline on that, um, but we will push it hard uh, to see how good we can get and how fast we can get. But I see it much more as a recalibration to say, let's find our north, own our identity of how we're going to get it on, and then push hard to reach that. And uh, like all things, it takes some trust, you know, between teammates, staff, personnel, ownership. But the more connection we have, the faster we'll get there. And uh, there's a lot to get done, but I honestly do not see um, that word as part of my thinking at all. Stan Quinn talking about how he views this current roster and how quickly he thinks it'll get turned around. I think he was being pretty genuine, right? I think you put it, you know, beautifully earlier, GP. This is this is one of those days where, you know, everything he says is going to be politically correct. It's going to be the right thing to say. But when he says this is a recalibrate and not a rebuild, do you buy what he's selling at this point? How close do you think Washington is to getting back to being a perennial contender, Grant? This is the beauty of your coach and your GM not being the same guy. Yeah. When Ron Rivera had his press conference to open his time in Washington, he spoke of a five-year plan. And he spoke of patience and how long it was going to take because he knew that he was also the guy picking the players and that he needed to protect himself a little bit in that regard. Dan Quinn's a football coach. Dan Quinn doesn't want to lose football games. He knows his job's on the line with every you know game he's coaching. Wins and losses matter to him. So I liked hearing that because he shouldn't care about the larger process. He should care about fielding the best 53, giving them the best chance to win the game every time they take the field. Adam Peters is the guy who right. needs to worry about the rebuild. Um, you know, recalibrate, rebuild, or semantics. He acknowledged they got work to do. Uh, but my takeaway was it is refreshing mm-hmm. that the head coach doesn't have to think about GM things. <laughs> For sure. And we, we talked about it at the top of the show. This structure uh, that exists right now between Dan Quinn, Adam Peters, and Josh Harris, it's so paramount for this group to get back to the promised land and get back to the glory days of this franchise. I I think it's interesting that Dan Quinn said it's a recalibrate and not a rebuild because if you look at the film from last year, it was a four-win football team that really on paper looks like you don't have a lot of cornerstone pieces. Uh, The phrase that I've used, GP, is the cupboard is kind of bare here in Washington depending on how you view some of the ancillary parts. I think the big thing, Grant, that they're going to have to identify, and we'll do this on the other side of this break, is who are the cornerstone foundational pieces that you already have under contract, right? I know it was kind of a down year for Deron Payne and John Allen, but he spoke about how impactful they'll be to the rebuild. I know Terry McLaurin kind of had a down year. Even though they were a four-win football team, I think the big thing to decipher is who can you build around moving forward? Who's going to be, you know, guys that embody what it means to be a Washington commander moving forward? We're going to take calls on that. 1-800-636-636. 1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP, and it's at Grant H. Paulson. Dan Quinn saying that he doesn't think this Washington commander's situation is necessarily a rebuild, more of a recalibration. With that being said, who do you think are the foundational pieces on this roster moving forward? Who are the cornerstone pieces currently under contract for your Washington commanders? 1-800-636-1067 is the number here on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 